Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Market odds and lines. Now, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now, use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now, BetOnline is where the game starts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Believe in Bills. I am Justice General Radford. Of course, I'm joined by the Legend of Two Games. No Pee-wee. We got Coach Mookie Hawkins in the building and Hilbert's finest. Jamal is also with us tonight. We may have some more people with us. Uh, but football is back. We got our first week of training camp under our belts. Um, the Buffalo Bills look really, really good. And as a, you know, contending title team we that's what we expect and they are uh you know you know we they got something something to prove a little something to prove you know last couple seasons they ended the way we wanted to end it uh so you know we'll see how things kick off this year um <clears throat> but first how you guys doing what's going on coach how you feeling tonight man hey man i'm feeling good you know what i mean uh coming off uh Winning uh, the Kensington Lions, the 47th Kensington Lions All-Star Game uh, this Friday. I feel pretty damn good, you know. 22 to 15, you know, keep the streak alive. What's That's like seven in a row for South, Team South. So, had a great weekend. Okay, congratulations on that. Jamal, how you feeling, man? Feeling great. Can't complain. Ready to talk some football. All right, so then let's talk some football then. All right, um, training camp started, of course, like we mentioned. Uh, let's might, we might as well go ahead and start with the bread and butter, right? The 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 money makers on this team in particular, the offense, right? You got your superstar quarterback, your superstar wide receiver, and then um, a lot of a lot of question marks outside of that. Maybe not question marks, but we'll see. You know, there's there's kind of questions about everybody as as far as 
you know, can they improve this season? You know, because you know nobody's perfect. Uh, so let, let's just go from top to bottom. You know, you look at the one thing that has been having people talk is this receiving core, right? Uh, rookie sensation so far, Dalton Kincaid has been looking amazing, right? Uh, tell us a little bit more about that, Coach. What, what have you noticed from Dalton Kincaid that has you excited? Well, I mean, the first thing that, that, that jumps off the charts is just how fluid he is and how smooth he is and the natural hands, you know. I mean, we, I mean, Josh Allen is throwing him this football and he's just receiving it like it's just like, a, you know, the hands are just natural, they're soft and, um, you know, he he definitely has a connection with Josh. Um, so that's that's what that's what you want out of your first round pick, um, and that's going to accentuate the offense with the twelve personnel because you can't double step Diggs or Gabe Davis for that matter if you have a guy occupying the middle of the field. Um, so if you want to double team step Diggs, you won't be able to do it with a safety because you have two tight ends out there. So. It's going to be a pick your poison uh, type of deal, and so far so good. Um, I know that this offense is nowhere near a finished product, but I definitely like what I see so far, Week One. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm hearing a lot of uh, twelve personnel, right? And I, I get that, but I want to ask: Have we seen Dawson Dalton Kincaid, excuse me, in anything outside of twelve personnel, or has been exclusively twelve personnel? I mean, you know, it's going to be 12 personnel. I mean, it you know, obviously be anything that a tight end is in, but I mean. Right, no, can, but like, could we see him in a slot or like is he oh, yeah, you're gonna see exclusively to like Dorsey is going to move all these guys around like a chess piece. So have in the back. They're going right? to be moved around. They're going to be moving around. You know, they're going to move around all the over the place. Um, you know, um, Kincaid is more of an F, so he'll be that playmaker type. Dawson Knox would be a little bit more in line. So, you know, that's pretty much your answer there. Okay. All right. What are your expectations from Dalton Kincaid for his rookie season, Jamal? I mean, you know, he, he is highly touted, of course. You know, me personally, I boast him as the best pass catcher regardless of position in this draft that we just concluded um, in terms of size, ability, and then just the intangibles that he possesses. Um and I like to say that we'll see what happens. But what are you expecting from him as far as his rookie season is concerned, Jamal? Yeah, I think a very good year and a very good, you know, start to the year. You know, some of that is also benefit, you know, to playing on a great team. You have a good receiver, a great receiver like Stephon Diggs, you know, and I'll come in a good receiver like Gabe Davis to where Mookie was saying you can't really double team, you know, a tight end occupying the middle of the field. You know, my only really worry was, you know, historically tight ends, you know, kind of struggled their first year and they kind of got to be eased in. But, you know, but what we're hearing from pretty much everyone in training camp, you know, this is natural to him. You know, he's coming along well and he's already got so many good playmakers on the team. So I think like, he should like fit right in seamlessly. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I agree with you. Right. <laughs> Stefan Diggs came in, he fit in seamlessly. That's a different thing from like Cole Beasley coming in and fitting in seamlessly. Now they both excelled, right? But you know, one is a little different. You know, you know a couple notches above, right? <laughs> so, what are you expecting to see from Don Kincaid in his rookie season? Like, I know I joke that he, you know, is going to be the number two option in the entire office behind Stephon Diggs, but like, 
is that a possibility or should we, you know, maybe pump the brakes a little bit in this rookie season? Is that for me or for uh... Jamal? Yeah, you. Yeah. Um, I guess certainly a possibility. I'm not too sure yet because, you know, occupying the middle of the field, kind of that slap position, you know, to where he is, you know, in terms of reading coverages, you know, where they want him to be, you know, the complicated, I mean, the playbook is still complicated. He's still a rookie. You know, I don't want to, you know, pop him up too much there, but, you know, he is, you know, coming along fast and learning a lot of stuff fast. And, you know, I trust Dorsey, you know, we'll move him all around the field. Like he's going to have his opportunities, you know, then, you know, there will be growing pains, you know, you know, with stuff like that, but, you know, it's certainly a possibility. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be, you know, bold enough to bet my money say that he wouldn't be the number two pass catcher on this team. Right. Fair enough. I know I, I say it a lot, and I don't I don't know if I'm necessarily joking. I wouldn't say I'm joking. I truly believe that he really is. I, I do. I just – when you look at what plagues the Bills, it's stupid turnovers, stupid – just stupidity, right? They'll just randomly fumble at the 13-yard – their opponent's 13-yard line or throw a stupid interception or – you know what I mean? It's just, just get a, a holding penalty or a false start to push you behind the chains and – you know, it's, it's always something stupid that blows up, you know, our progression. And when you look at Dalton Kincaid, I think he had like two drops is his college career. He had no fumbles. He's not going to turn the ball over. He had the highest contested catch rate. He's going to catch. He's going to catch it over people, and he's not going to make mistakes. That sounds like everything you could ask for in, in, in just a playmaking ability, a, a, a pass-catching playmaker. Um that's ex- pretty much exactly what Travis Kelsey brings. And he also brings like masterful route running. Um, and we'll see if Dalton Kincaid can do that on this level. But I think uh, just outside of everything you could ask, I mean, he has everything you could ask for in the tight end. So um, I'm expecting really, really big things from him. And, and hearing what's happening out of training camp just gives me more reason to believe that my expectations will and should be met. Because if if he's already in Josh Allen's favor, I mean, sky's the limit. You know, Josh Allen is one of them ones. And if you can, you know, build a repertoire and build a reputation around being a dynamic player and a playmaker, that means the ball comes to you more. That means, you know, you, you have more expected of you. And then that, that, that kind of increases your bottom line, right? Because you go into the season as a first-round rookie, nothing is promised to you. I mean, except the four years on that contract, and, and I mean, you could get cut before then, honestly, right? So if he comes in and, you know, isn't really making any noise, then, okay, he kind of comes like a Dawson Knox backup. That's one thing. But if he comes in and, you know, he's able to build a relationship with Josh Allen, now he's on the field just as much, if not more, than Dawson Knox. And that's that's a different thing. So uh, I would like to see the latter because I do think he will eventually be our number two option. And that's not taking anything away from Gabe Davis. I just think that his particular, not only skill set, but his predicament, his circumstance, as far as being labeled as a tight end, even though I don't think he is a traditional tight end, he's labeled as one. The ergo, he's going to see linebackers and safeties, people who he can either overpower, mostly overpower, or out outrun. So I'm expecting really, really good things from him. Uh, as I am of, as am I of this entire wide receiver core, including somebody who Coach also mentioned as one of the candidates for Player of the Week. 
Deontay Hardy. Now, uh, formerly Deontay Harris, right? So, you know, New Orleans, see, New Orleans fans, the, some of the New Orleans fans I talked to were very disappointed uh, that he was leaving. They were like, yeah, y'all got a good one, right? So he's somebody who, who they, like, rave about. Uh, his only issue was not being able to necessarily stay on the field all the time. He wasn't necessarily available. But what could Deontay Hardy, his his high-end be in this roster, Coach? Um, I mean, high-end, I could say, high-end, I could say about 45 catches. In the high it's end. not bad for you, three for options. Deontay Hardy. Yeah, on the high end, I say 45 catches for Deontay Hardy, but um, I think he's going to have anywhere between 15 to 20 yards of catch. That's how explosive, you know, you know, he is. So he brings that dynamic. I mean, McKenzie is definitely explosive, but Hardy is a little bit more shiftier and, you know, he can, he can, he has a higher gear, you know, and with a little bit more shiftiness to him. Uh, I just say I just say maybe he's just he's more he's a little bit more athletic than Isaiah McKenzie, um, and more size so as well. When you got guys like again like Gabe Davis and and and, and Kincaid and Diggs and Knox, you bring a guy like Hardy in. I mean he's he's a gadget player and you know he can also get up the field as far as his route running abilities. So. Um, hey, you, you see him on some jet street sweeps where he can, you know, blow the top off that way, uh, you know, getting outside. And, you know, he's another guy that can take a five-yard uh, route to the distance. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's a lot of ways where you can use that, you know, especially when he's out there with a Diggs, a Don Kincaid, a Josh Allen, a James Cook, a Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox. Okay, so when I said more size, I, I got my wires crossed. I was talking about Trent Sherfield. Um, I, I, I did want to hear your thoughts on Deontay Hardy there, but also Trent Sherfield because this is a guy who's played in both the uh, San Francisco offense as well as the Miami offense, two of the more dynamic offenses in this league that re- revolve around speed, right? Um, is and he's six one with that speed. Is this a guy who could make some splashes in training camp or preseason and maybe, you know, get a significant amount of playing time here in the regular season? Well, yes. Well, he's the he's the Jay Kumaro uh, uh replacement. So uh that's definitely, you know, some 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 reps. I think that's definitely definitely a, a great not taking anything from Kumaro, but sure feels faster, he can run on routes. It's a little bit more physical, and you know he's a special teamer as well. So um, I think that's another good move by the Bills, another good acquisition. Um, and yeah, Sheriff has he's been performing quite well in camp as well. So you know they got weapons at you know a bargain price. You know, um, Bean was true to his word, not really having too many big splashes. I mean. I would say Leonard Floyd would, would, would be a splash, but, you know, a minor splash, not a major splash. But, you know, other than that, they didn't really make any big major splashes. Like DeAndre Hopkins, that's a major splash. So OBJ, that's a major splash. But Leonard Floyd, I could say he's a he's a he's a he's a medium. He's a he's a he's a he's a medium uh, splash. You know, if yeah. you will, it's not of a Von Miller type 
uh, magnitude, but still, you know, his name ring bells and he's definitely a force to be reckoned with. So, um, I like the picks that the Bills have made. You know, those guys are producing, they're coming into camp, they're competitive, they're ready to go. Um, you know, this, this team already had, uh, uh, you know, a championship caliber peg, uh, you know, on it. So, so far, so good. I mean, you know, everybody want to talk about what's going on in the, in, uh, the on the other teams in reference to the division. So, you know, we'll, we'll just see how that, that materializes. Yeah, and, you know, absolutely. Not only that, but you, you take a look at Leonard Floyd and you, you also have to consider that the Bills have a few defensive linemen who they believe in and who are going to get playing time because of that's it, that that uh, heavy rotation that they use. Leonard Floyd, who maybe, I don't know this for certain, but I imagine uh, he probably paid 70, 80 percent of the snaps, whatever he can. Uh, and, you know, coming into Bill's, you know, roster defensive line rotation, you now have fresh legs more often while you're on the field. And I think that can also provide a, a significant increase in production uh, from a, a guy like Leonard Floyd. Um, <clears throat> Jamal, rounding out the offense, uh, you take a look at this running back core and with the unfortunate loss of um, Naeem Himes, excuse me, you, you, you look at guys like James Cook, who is expected to be the top dog, right? And uh, Damian Harris, who is no slouch and will eat your food if you ain't paying attention to it. So James Cook don't like sleep, like, you know what I mean? Like he will come in, you know what I'm saying? So, and then you also look at Latavius Murray, who obviously has, you know, made his rounds in his league and has been a force to be reckoned with, um, especially in, in certain years. I want to ask, A, do we look at the running back market and say, hmm, there's a guy who, you know, Jonathan Taylor just has to be traded, you know? I think Ezekiel Elliott is still out there, and he's not the worst running back in the world. Jamal, what is the state of the running back room? Would you change it? And what are your expectations for it? I want to change one thing. I truly think we're just fine at the running back um, room right now. You know, Hines wasn't a fortunate injury, but, you know, it's not, you know, a killer on offense for us for any means. If anything, it was really hurtful in terms of special teams. He was a really good returner, almost, you know, dare I say special returner. So that will be, you know, yeah, kind of like a returner. big loss. Um you know, I know Hardy did some return in New Orleans, was pretty good at that. So, you know, hopefully, you know, he'll do that. But, you know, it's not only the punts, but kickoff returners, too. Like, he did both of that. You know, you really don't see that around the league these days. So, that's truly where I felt like, damn, he's going to be real missed. You know, but as far as the offense stuff goes, not necessarily, Um, you know, it, it, if anything, it just puts, you know, a bigger load on James Cook, pause. Um, you know, as far as, you know, being able to read coverages, you know, which way, you know, you go when it's cover three, cover two, which way you're supposed to go and stuff like that. He's just a second-year player, so that'll be, you know, more stuff on him. But, you know, as far as, you know, we still got Damian Harris, abuser. You know, James Cook is still pretty good. Um, we, see, we think we still got Latavius Murray back there. You know, our, our running back room was pretty good. Um, you know, I wouldn't, you know, try to, you know, get Dalvin Cook, nor does I think he really wants to go here, you know, you know, squash his brother's career um, or try to get Jonathan Taylor. You know, I think, I think we're fine where we are. So you don't want Jonathan Taylor or are you just like, we don't need him? I mean, it's Jonathan Taylor. Like, of course I want him, but like, I don't think like we need to like try to trade assets and like, you know, try to get him and you know, try to give him okay, all the money right. he wants. You know, right, I mean, right, it's Jonathan right, Taylor. Right. I mean, of course. I mean, okay, fair enough. What are your expectations from the the, the running the 
current Carnation running back room we have as of right now, your James Cook, your Damian Harris, and your Tavius Murray, what are your expectations for those guys for this season? I think, you know, it'll be production-wise, it'll probably be the best production we've had of a running back room in the whole, you know, McDermott, Josh Allen era, you know, in my opinion. I saw probably the first year where we had, you know, Shady McCoy here doing, you know, crazy stuff. Uh, you know, I expect them to be very good. You know, we should be able to be, be able to run the ball the best we've had, you know, during the Josh Allen era. You know, the line's, you know, been redone. looks, you know, pretty good outside of, you know, right tackle. We still have a question mark there. Um, the passing game should be pretty good with them. You know, they're, they're smart players, protect the ball pretty well. Um, and so I expect them to be, you know, pretty good, pretty productive. That's a that's an interesting take because I didn't – I wasn't thinking like that until you just said it, but then I thought about it and I was like, I, I mean, take a look at James Cook. Maybe isn't as good as a LaShawn McCoy or quite as good as a Pete Devin Singletary yet or it remains to be seen whether he is or not. Um, but Damian Harris is bar, bar none by far our best second back that we've had in a long time. Uh, when we when we switched from Shady, we went to Devin Singletary. That was his rookie season, and we kept Frank Gore. Frank Gore was old and probably shouldn't have got the touches that he did. He wasn't as bad good as Damian Harris. And then, of course, Zach Moss and Matt Breida and all those guys. You know, those guys were – I mean, they were good and they were fine or whatever, but they weren't as good as Damian Harris is. Um, so I, I think that's, that's a very interesting take, and I'm kind of starting to agree with you. I do think – be you know may go get a third back i don't know if latavius murray is just like the end all be all you know for our 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 third back there um but but we'll see what happens there what about you coach what's your thoughts on our rushing attack for the season are you confident in the running room as long as the as well as the offensive line uh to be able to we've been talking about this for three seasons now are they actually going to run next season and are they going to be competent with it well, um, I asked Mitch Morris that very question, you know, basically like um, what improvements he would like to see, you know, I mean, this year. And, you know, he did say, you know, run the ball a little bit more, um, you know, have that balance where it doesn't put Josh in certain positions on where he has to do too much. And, you know, now they have the backs. Uh, they feel that can get the job done. I mean, not to say that um, – Devin Singletary wasn't that guy. It was just that uh, he wasn't a scheme fit, you know, to what they were doing, you know, in the run game a little bit. So now you bring in a guy like Damian Harris, who's that 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 speed, the power back, and you know you got Latavius Murray, who's obviously a natural power back at six three two thirty. James Cook, uh, man, I mean, I know everybody is tinkering about Dalvin Cook, but you don't need Dalvin Cook when you got James Cook. They're, they are the same player to me. Um, I think that, you know, hey, James Cook is definitely in position to have an outstanding season. Definitely his numbers are going to be much better than what they were his rookie year. But, I mean, his rookie year was was very promising. Uh, he flashed at times when he did, you know, get the ball. So hopefully the Bills can – well, I'm, we know – that's going to increase automatically because Devin Singletary is no longer there and he's now running back one. So, um, you know, and that's, that's a good thing. Now you got a, a running back that's a little bit more explosive. Okay. Uh, he's more of a pass catcher as well. Um, James Cook can very well be, you know, an all down back. 
Um, but, you know, we got a good rotation with, again, Damian Harris and Latavius Murray, uh, Reggie Gilliam uh, for now. Um, so I like the room. It's unfortunate what's happened with Naeem Hines. Uh, that's why they brought in Andy Isabella. So, you know, so, hey, I, 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 like, I like the upgrades. Uh, you know, the, again, I keep saying the Bills have made, you know, minor upgrades. They've definitely made minor upgrades to a roster that was – a Super Bowl favorite last year. So, again, if this team that was a Super Bowl favorite last year basically put out a better roster than last year, you know, the Bills should definitely be in, the, in a hunt of things. I don't care who goes where. Um, you know, I, I put a tweet up the other day that, you know, the Bills are really forcing teams in the division to, you know, be great, to keep up with the Joneses because if you don't, then the Bills are going to slaughter you. So that's why you see, uh, you know, guys like Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Ezekiel Elliott visiting uh, New England, Dalvin Cook, the Jets, Shailen Ramsey's in Miami. He's hurt now, but, you know, you, you, you see other teams in the division, they have no choice but to be in the swing of things for top free agents and things of that nature, seasoned guys, because they got to – keep up in the race with the Buffalo Bills. You know I mean? There ain't no other way around that. And, you know, hey, it's good to be mentioned by, you know, those big A-plus uh, free agents, but, you know, they want their money too. So right now it just the stars is not aligning for it to happen, you know. So maybe somewhere down the line it may happen with another splash at a at a bargain price with a player who feels they got something to prove. And, you know, it happened that way. But, again, Make no mistake about it, this Bills roster is much better than last year's roster. I I have to agree. And, you know, we were talking about this um, on the radio. Of course, this is powered by the legendary 96.5 WFO. Uh, we were talking about it, and it, it was crazy to think. We didn't start off the money with, like, no money. In fact, they owe money for all intents and purposes, <laughs> right? And for him to be able to come out of the offseason with the moves that he made, it, it kind of shows you just how, you know, I don't want to say lazy the reporting that people in the national media do, but it's, it shows you kind of like how oblivious they are, where it's like, y'all don't really know what's going on for, for every individual team. Like, y'all kind of just like, you know, broad broad spectrum type of deal. Uh, y'all not really deep diving, which is crazy to me. But either way, um, they come out with to me a better roster. I feel like you're you're really only it was a major loss, but your only major loss is Tremaine Evans, right? Uh, Devin Singletary leaves, and you replace him with Damian Harris, which. I personally believe Devin Singletary is a little better, but the populace probably believes that's a lateral move, if not an upgrade. Um, and then you go, you get Leonard Floyd. Uh, you 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 fortify your offensive line. You fortify your defensive line. And you already had an amazing secondary. In fact, you actually fortify that with Taylor Rapp, right? Uh, you bring back Dane Jackson. Um, you know, in, in the, the running back room, you go get Latavius Murray, you go get Damian Harris, of course, and then you draft the best pass catcher out of this year's draft. I mean, 
Brandon Bean has absolutely had a phenomenal offseason, and this is why I keep, I keep saying that we can't look at the result of the end of the season and be like, oh, it's Brandon Bean's fault. You know, nah, like I, every year we go into the season super excited because we like, yo, this roster is amazing. So that's where I, I personally defend Brandon Bean watch is because I, I'm like amazed that he put this together with negative money. It's crazy to me. Like, I, like I never want to lose this guy, but I digress. Um, let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball for what we've been seeing from training camp. Of course, we are going to be without Von Miller. Well, I mean, I don't know how long because <laughs> he's a freak of a person. He, you know, has apparently reportedly been coming along very, very well. And uh, he is apparently already close to returning. That's what people say. Um, so we'll see about that. But in the meantime, you still have Gregory Rousseau, who is coming into his own. He's looking more and more like a dynamic pass rusher every single season. Malcolm Floyd, who's already earned his stripes in this league, right? You got A.J. Epinesa with something to prove. Shaq Lawson is always going to be a dog. Um, and then your defensive tackles all look strong. You know, Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, Jordan Phillips, Ed Oliver. I mean, get the best one, Ed Oliver. Um, you know, I the, the defense seems to look really, really good. So, coach, outside of linebacker, because I, that's obvious problem. What is one part of this defense that concerns you, or that you will be paying close attention to uh, for the remainder of the training camp? Um, other than linebacker, I really don't have no concerns. I mean, you have an all-pro secondary. You you have an all-pro corner. Uh, you you have two promising corners uh, battling for you know cornerback number two. So I don't have a problem with the secondary. Uh, I think the defensive line from edge to edge is pretty solid. Probably one of the best rotations that the Bills have had in uh, Brandon and Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott era. Um, only thing I'll be concerned with, as good as we are in the secondary, as good as we are um, in the uh, up front defense wise. Um, one thing that concerns me is how aggressive this defense is going to be under McDermott. Now, we know that's, that wasn't their thing the past couple of years under Frazier, you know, <laughs> under Frazier, so sort of, sort of, sort of speak, right? Um, so they got to be, they got to be aggressive. That's my concern. Will they, how aggressive will this defense be this year under Sean McDermott? That's my concern. Muted. My bad. (laughs) Um, Looking at Gregory Russo, right? Of course, he's he's going into his third season out of Miami. Uh, considering he missed the entire previous season to his rookie season, you know, he's coming off of no football for an entire three six five, and then he is his rookie season where he makes a few plays. Right, second season he makes a lot more plays. What are you expecting from him in this third season? Is he, you know, going to be able to step in as that dominant defensive end? Or is he going to, or do you expect him to kind of be more of a 
not necessarily dominant, but serviceable defensive end who, you know, maybe makes low, high money. Like, you know what I mean? Like one of those not quite all pros, but really, really good defensive ends uh, throughout his career. Mm, I think year three is going to be a better season for him than last year. Eight sacks last year. Uh, he did. It was a little bit nicked up uh, down the stretch, but um, third time's a charm, I think. I mean, he's getting better and better each year. Um, you know, to learn from guys like Von Miller and now Leonard Floyd is definitely going to up the ante. Um, year three, you know, it should really, the game should really start, start slowing down for me, you know. Uh, that's what you want to see, you know, out of your budding star year three is how much has the game slowed down to him to the point where, you know, he's making plays, shutting down the run, setting the edge, and, you know, getting after quarterback and pass rush the situation. So, you know, I think he's going to have a solid season. I think it's going to be a double-digit sacks for him. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting good things out of Greg Rousseau year three. Okay. Let me ask you, Jamal, maybe in a more uh... – more appropriate way for the way I was trying to phrase the question, right? Is he going to be more Dwight Freeney or Robert Mathis? Is he going to be like more Chase Young or Montez Sweat? I mean, Dwight Freeney is quite a, <laughs> that's quite a name right there. Um, probably more Robert Mathis, I would say. Um, it's just, you know, so hard to, you know, say in a year three, these guys are going to be like, you know, Hall of Fame, legendary names, you know, that you just throw around. But I think he'll be, you know, very good. Um, you know, I think there's like a, a line between, you know, very good and, you know, perennial all pro and serviceable. I think that's where Greg Rousseau will be. And I think mainly it's because of his, you know, his arms and his hands and what he could do with that way. You know, even when he's not stopping the run or getting after the passer, the way he can manipulate the game or the pocket with his hands and batting out passes and making those difficult. I think that's really the next step for him. And so, like, even when he's not against the quarterback, can he affect, you know, three, four throws in the game, you know, bat a pass down on third down see a quick slant coming. We see some of that as rookie year, you know, you know, he's able to pick off a pass from a Holmes, you know, in a, in a critical game for us at a critical juncture, and, you know, just getting some more plays like that from him, you know, that thing that's going to, you know, really, you know, uh, get him money and, you know, kind of turn teams onto that. That's kind of a great ability, especially, you know, with quarterbacks being able to move all around these days and, you know, not necessarily staying stationary in the pocket. That's going to be, you know, a great weapon to have. And so I think he's going to be, you know, a pretty good, you know, I don't want to say defensive overall player in this league in terms of the ability to, you know, to do that with his physical traits. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to jump back and forth, but I have been hearing, and actually coach even said it in pre-production. He mentioned it. Uh, Osiris Torrance is one of the potential players of the week in camp. Now I was very confident that Osiris Torrance was going to win out the right guard job. Um, I thought if anybody deserved competition, it's Spencer Brown. And I would rather see Ryan Bates fight for that spot than, you know, be trying to, you know, uh, hold off a rookie who we drafted in the second round. Um, but there seemed to be a lot of, like, pushback on that. And think even a lot of people thinking that Ryan Bates is better than Osiris Torrance. Coach, Looking at the offensive line and that guard position in particular, um, what is it from the first week of training camp? What does it look like? The you know the the leaves are, are trending for that one. I mean, you. I mean, the jury's still out. You know, on Osiris Torrance. 
I think it's more or less that the Bills are, you know, they shuffling the deck. They, 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 they mentioned him matching just to see, you know, if he can handle it, you know, you know, being out there with the ones uh, going up against the, the number one defense, stuff like that, how he's going to handle that. And again, they're still in um, coverage and shorts. It's not like they're really out there in full-fledged pads. So, um, when it's past time, then that's really going to see the action increase. You're going to see the intensity fly, and that's when you're going to see a couple of fights for sure, you know, once the pads really get the popping. So, um, I think um, basically that, you know, things is in a good spot. You know, I really do believe that things are in a good spot when it comes to that. Um, Osiris Torrance playing on both sides, whether it's left guard or right guard, uh, you know, Bills are really developing him and to have some sort of player flexibility. You know, the Bills love that, especially up front. Uh, Ryan Bates, uh, he's another interchangeable player. He can play center as well. Uh, you've seen Connor McGovern. You know, he's another versatile guy. He can play center and guard, and he can play some tackle. So, uh, you know, Bills is just shuffling the deck to see what misses and matches, what five works best with each other. And, you know, hey, they got a good rotation. They got damn near 20 linemen to evaluate this year. So it's going to be pretty interesting week two, you know, to see who, who lines up where and, you know, how things materialize. Nah, you're not getting away that easy. For week one, I want to know what your projected left tackle through right tackle are as of right now from what you've seen through one week of training. What do you say? From left tackle through right tackle, I want to know what your week one regular season projections are. Well, I'm just going to go with for, the usual for, suspects. I mean, Dawkins, Dawkins and McGovern, uh, Mitch Morris, Bates and, and Brown. You know, that's that's okay. just, you know, that, okay. that's that's my five right now. Uh, you know, um, hey, contract purposes, the competition really starts setting in. I say this this next stretch. You got the first week is out of the way. You you shake all the 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 the, the butterflies and and learning the, your scheme or you know what you need to do as far as getting to your marks, your spot within the scheme, making plays within that scheme, um, understanding it. You know, processing things. So now. Week two, things will be a little bit, you know, they're going to start throwing more and more and more at these guys to see what they can retain and, you know, may the best man win that way. You know, go out there and make plays more and more that the Bills up the ante on, you know, how much they're trying to install. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. What about you, Jamal? Do you, you, do you uh, have the same five as coach or do you think it might be something different? Right now I do, but I mean, I've heard, you know, Spencer Brown's still having, you know, some troubles in camp, you know, kind of, kind of one day was like, getting you know, work real bad. So, you know, as of right now, I would kind of go coach as far as, you know, contracts go and, you know, the continuity, you know, that's, you know, who the five they have. And I expect, you know, hopefully he gets better and is able to win that job out. But, you know, he's been struggling just from the reports I'm hearing and that, that's not great. And if he continues to do that, I expect the Bills to kind of, you know, get someone in there who can play right tackle the correct way. Okay. All right. What about Bobby Hart? Y'all see him? You know what I'm saying? No? No? I just found out my mom is down in South Carolina right now at a family reunion. I just found out he's my cousin. So, like, I, now I got to, you know no what way. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Reporting eligible, number 68, Bobby Hart. <laughs> so, he was, yeah, tight I mean, end. Now, he was tight end number two last year. 
<laughs> you know, I'm kind of from I'm Bobby kinda, Hart to Dalton Kincaid. I'm kind of rooting for him now. I'm kind of rooting for him now. All right, uh, so I guess we'll see what happens. With that. But all right, uh, fellas. I mean, we took a look at the offense. We took a look at the defense. Before we get out of here, we, we might as well touch on the special teams issue that we have because of stationary nine times on that desk key. <laughs> he will not be able to be our return man this season, as uh, Jamal alluded to earlier in the show. Who takes over that, if you had to guess right now, who are your kick return and punt returns, Jamal? Well, Hardy and Shakur would be, you know, my kick returners. <laughs> and then my punt returner would be Hardy. Okay. What about you, Coach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, my fault. My fault. <laughs> no, you're my good. Bad. You're good. I mean, we do got Anthony Isabella. You know, they did bring him in. Another speedster. So, you know, but right now, depth chart-wise, is those two. And then we'll see what Isabella does, you know, this week. Okay. Yeah, coach has bring an interesting point up with Isabella. So, you know, he may have a say to have a say with that. And, you know, Mike is kind of our emergency guy. But I think Hardy kind of wins both job just because of the familiarity, the familiarity he did with, you know, New Orleans and the success he had, you know, in doing that as well. Um, you know, we already kind of have, you know, our big guys with Diggs and Davis and Kincaid. And I heard Sherfields make a lot of plays, so probably him. And so not to say Hardy like won't be all that involved with the offense, but you know, he'll be out there, you know, sparingly and you know, and it's he'll have, you know, be He'll have the fresh body, fresh legs, do all the returning and the punting. And I think that's a, he could really make a splash and his impact with the team is on, you know, special teams returning those punts and returning those kicks. Yeah, I agree. I was I was going to say Deontay Hardy and Trent Shurfield. I feel like those are two guys who you want to see on the field with blockers out in front of them in, in open space. Um, they can do a lot of damage. Naeem Himes was, you know, my original option only because I've seen him do it. You know, he had some major kickoff returns, including two in the DeMar Hamlin game. And, um, you know, he, he obviously looked super dynamic. And I wanted to see a repeat of that this season. But I feel like Deontay Hardy's probably going to win it out. And, uh, hey, you might, might see the, the little guy in the end zone multiple times this season. We'll see what happens there, um, you know, from a wide receiver perspective and a special team perspective. Um, but yeah, you guys got anything else uh, that you want to add before we hop up out of here for the evening? Got nothing. AJ Espinosa, man. I'm I'm telling you now, he's gonna have a solid season. I don't know what the hell the Bills are gonna do. Uh, are they gonna extend him two year extension? You know, for a few dollars. You know, keep him around. You never know. How that's gonna shape out once you know Von Miller leaves and 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 Floyd's gone next year, you don't want to be without you know somebody on the edge. You know, I mean, you still got Shaq Lawson, you got Boogie, but I think that AJ is gonna have has six sacks last year, six sacks, six and a half sacks last year. He's another guy that could potentially get you double digit sacks again this year. Uh, I think. Uh, it's going into his fourth year now. Uh, he didn't put his weight back on. Uh, he's carrying it quite well. And, you know, being in the league now, he's a seasoned vet, you know, in his fourth year. So it's nothing that he hasn't really seen. Uh, now it's just time to uh, refine technique and, and go play with the confidence that he can play with now that he's 
put the weight back on. It's two sixty five. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, hey, I throw, I, I throw, I throw a few dollars at Espinosa. What I, I throw a two year, ten million dollar extension or something like that. Espinosa right now, just to keep him around, or you know, something's gonna have to get, you know, with with that. Because if the Bills win the Super Bowl this year, then you know, my guessing is maybe Vaughn retires, or he's gonna play. You know, he's gonna play that last year because. You know, it guarantees, you know, is the first three years. So after that, what you got? Then Greg Rousseau contract will be, you know, up. <laughs> so, you know, the Bills going to have to really figure that out. You know, what they're going to really be doing up front for the near future. You know, and this is the a crucial evaluation for, you know, A.J. Espinosa and the Buffalo Bills for that matter. Yeah, after after AJ Epinesa broke to a, I thought he was about to have a dog season. Um, yeah, it didn't quite pan out that way, but I did see, you know, the flashes where I was like, oh, okay, he could be pretty good. Um, I feel like I didn't see enough to where I was just like, all right, you know, let's keep him. But if he's able to show those flashes again this year, and definitely if he's able to accumulate double digit sacks, I say bring him back. Um, especially because to the coach's point, you know, Von Miller is not getting younger and neither is Leonard Floyd. And Leonard Floyd probably won't be here for, for too long. So you're going to need some depth. You know, Shaq Lawson won't be here forever either. So, um, you know, I, I say, you know, throw money at him, uh, especially if, if you could get it for the on the cheaper side. Uh, how do you feel about A.J. Epinesa before we get up out of here, Jamal? I feel the same way you guys feel. He's been getting better every year. You know, he's put that weight back on. The coach has said, you know, he looked good. He looked good last year. Um, you know, obviously when he broke to it, you know, it kind of, like you said, didn't really materialize for the year after that. But he's been getting better each and every year. And so that's why he's been getting better this year. And I hear what you guys are saying, you know, with, you know, throwing a few dollars at him. You know, Leonard Floyd's only on a one-year deal. You know, Bob Miller's old, you know, could be more injury-prone now. You kind of want to get some, you know, rebuild the line with a lot of these young guys, you know, that you're drafting, that you, you know, know are good and reliable. So, Kind of what you guys said, I, I have nothing to really, you know, push back on as, as far as that goes. Yeah, I guess we will see what happens with AJ Epinesa. Um, as, you know, we've seen what happened with free, uh, the training camp so far last week. Uh, yeah, a lot of great things happen. A lot of young players popping. Um, a lot of veterans, you know, doing what they're supposed to do and looking good. Um, so we will continue to keep our eye out on what these guys are doing for the remainder of the uh, training camp as we get into the preseason. Gentlemen, every single day we are closer and closer to football, and um, I finally have a life again. So uh, <laughs> we'll see, you know, uh, you know how the rest of this training camp shakes out. But that's going to do it for us. Shout out to 26 Shirts. Shout out to 96.5 WFO, Bet Online, Believe. Uh, everybody involved into helping us make this a great show. Coach, go ahead and send us out, man. The 47 Kensington All-Star Lions game. South beat North. Do you believe? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Now, find reviews and news for Every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. 
Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in-game betting prompts and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now use our promo code Believe50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.